everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 71st episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 40th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Bowen Mendelson, who was part of the December spotlight for The Avail List, and who was most recently an executive creative director at Orange Theory Fitness. Bowen, what's up, ma'am? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for hopping on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I yeah, maybe just start it. off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last few months, where you've been kind of quarantining and how you're keeping busy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've honestly like I'm, you know, just holding up in my house in uh, Marietta with my wife and kids, and they keep me incredibly busy because. You know, if you can imagine like kids are used to like hanging out with friends and going out and doing stuff. And when you take all, take that all away, uh, a big house can even start to feel insanely small yeah. and there's stuff everywhere. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's good. You know, we, we keep positive and we're, we're a tight family and uh, we try and we're trying to make the best of it, inventing new and weird ways to keep our kids entertained in a house. Thankfully, the weather was good this summer, so um, that made it easy. And we have a community pool that we take them to. Uh, but when the weather's bad, we create, I don't know, obstacle courses in the house with a lot of blue tape and makeshift jump overs and stuff like that. That's awesome. All, all you can really do these days. Absolutely. Have you been flexing your creative muscles at all besides making you know, these? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Like I recently discovered uh, the beautifulness of TikTok. And to, let me just tell you why TikTok's incredible. Like at first I didn't really know how to use it. You know, I kind of was using it like Facebook, just like using it to like highlight my kids. Your friends aren't on there. So it's not really about highlighting your kids. It's more just sort of like anyone can be a creator and it's, awesome like you can just do the most ridiculous stuff and and it's fun and it's 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 a weird platform and that like even if you create something amazing like not everyone's gonna like it because that's just how the algorithm works but it's still like it's a really great way to offload some of your weird dumb creative ideas and um i've been using it to highlight just some of the weirdness that you come across when you're a dad so that's, that's awesome. been a lot of fun yeah, so it's a fun platform. I've been messing with it a little bit. Clearly, you know, swipe through it versus creating actual content. And it's great. I mean, it's changing up everything. I think it was, you know, number one most, you know, downloaded app in the world, beat out Facebook. And it's great. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. So that's been that's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah, Just, it's, it's you know, digging into that and whatnot. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. I know, like, you, you know, we're at Orange Theory, and I'm sure, you know, different kind of workout, you know, brands will start, you know, using TikTok and already, you know, a lot of other brands are, and I'm sure, you know, there are a lot of cooking recipes there. I'm sure will be a lot of, you know, how to's and DIY projects. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can really live on the platform. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny because when I was at Orange Syria, I was pushing hard for TikTok to, for them to bolster their TikTok account. And it was just, you know, it was always seen as kind of like a young platform but then we actually had a meeting with TikTok and it come to find out that, that um, my age group and like the, you know, the, I think it's like the 35 to like mid forties 
Um, that is the fastest growing segment at like 20% on TikTok. And Orange Theory, believe it or not, has like, already has like 4 million or something like that. I think it was 4 million, like just, just random, random hash, you know, random hits on, on TikTok. So if they just sort of like organize that, it would be huge. Cause it really is. It's a great platform for brands to, to play around with. It's, it's in, in, you know, there are a ton of people on there making, making content, uh, you know, total organic content for these brands. And if they found a way just to sort of like gather it together, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's funny. We, we have the same struggle trying to sell it to certain brands and they think it's only a 18 and below, even younger, 16 and below. But it's kind of the FOMO of all these, you know, you know, even my age, you know, 30 to and up who are like, what is going on there? Let me check it out. And they download it and then it's like a rabbit hole. And once you're in, you're done. Oh yeah. And it's funny because I think a lot, a lot of what happened is a lot of these parents with kids, like the kids get on it and then they're like, what is this? I have to go check this out to make sure that it's safe. And then, and then you're in hook, line and sinker and you're like, wait, I can actually make stuff on here. And I can actually, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's really fun. It's cool. Yeah. It's great. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got into the industry, maybe some clients you've worked on and where you've worked. Oh man. So, uh, I believe it or not, always wanted to go into advertising ever since I was in university of Colorado. And then I went to, uh, Miami ad school. And then after that went and worked in LA at Deutsch and spent, you know, a good part of the beginning part of my career there and worked on, you know, Mitsubishi and Coors and direct TV and TGI Fridays. And, and, um, you know, for some reason, for some reason I didn't stay there and it was a really good job. And the whole time I was there about seven years, my first career or my, my first job, uh, no one left and we were all like a family. And then one day I was like, I'm going to move to New York. And so I left LA, uh, my awesome, you know, two bedroom condo, two blocks from the beach. And I moved to New York and I woke up in an upper or sorry, lower East side apartment, uh, and it was snowing outside and it was kind of like, what did I do? But, you know, I, I loved New York. It was fun. And like I said, I met my wife there and, uh, I worked at some amazing places like McCann and, uh, McGarry Bowen. I met some great people and it was really a great exercise for me because I got to see a whole different side of the business. And it's way different from LA, which is plays a little, sometimes second fiddle to the entertainment industry and in New York, it feels more like it's like, it's an actual business. So that was, that was fun. And then um, spent some time in Chicago uh, working at <clears throat> Ogilvy, which was amazing. Ogilvy is, a, Ogilvy is a fantastic agency in Chicago. Like that's really where I learned a lot about, you know, creating content for Can and, and, and really making ideas beyond traditional media. And that was, that was amazing. And then, uh, you know, moved up to Northern California because my wife was working for Apple and had the opportunity to freelance in inside Uber, which was really cool. Um, once again, it's just like all of these various like clients and, and, and you know, different companies and, and doing marketing within these companies really just gave me a whole, pers whole new perspective every single time. And then uh, moved down to Atlanta where I worked at Fitzco and ran the Coke account, uh, which was amazing and fun and i learned a lot from my old boss noel cottrell 
and, and, you know, he's, he's a great guy and I just learned a ton. And then, um, I really got lucky and, uh, um, got a job at Orange Theory Fitness and believe it or not, like I was a member of Orange Theory for seven years before I got a job there. And, uh, my, my old boss, Kevin Keith, who was at Coke and, and, and just a really good guy. And, and I loved it. And I loved it for a number of reasons because it really gave me a good glimpse of client side and why that's so different. And all the things that I've done wrong in the past as an agency creative. And it really gave me like a very solid perspective of what clients uh, need and also want. And, and, and I loved it. And I got to create um, uh, content that supported all 1400 studios worldwide. And then also at the end, uh, when COVID hit, I actually produced, or we created and produced the Orange Series at-home workout. And how we made it different is we knew members wouldn't have weights. And so we gave them options like paint cans and uh, bottles of water, or even like a potted plant. And, and you know, knowing that they wouldn't have all of the equipment. We wanted to give them options. And that was really important about Orange Series, like getting into the member mindset and really offering up stuff that they want and talking to them in a way that made it seem like we understood them. And uh, one of my favorite things I worked on was a guided run for Orange Theory that didn't use music, but rather beats that uh, influenced heart rate and breathing. And that was awesome yeah that's really that's super cool i love you know like you were saying there's there's something really nice about staying at the same place for a while because it clearly means you know things are going well but also at the same time you know bouncing around and getting to experience how you know different things run in all these different agencies just make you ultimately a better creative so you can kind of pull from each experience 100 percent. and you get to meet a lot of you know you get to also see a lot of different management styles and cobble together your own and really play off the things that worked for you and didn't work for you and use that to your advantage and, and really like, like perfect a great way to foster a team and a foster a family community and all that within, within an agency. So I, I learned a lot, learned from some great people and also learned from some not good, not so great people. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> really like you said, you just take, take what you enjoyed and what worked and then kind of throw out, you know, the others. 100%. Do you, do you enjoy more being client side or want to go to an agency? You know, what are you looking for in your next role? I honestly, like, I love client side. Like, I, you know, it, it's, it really just, it's, it's great for a number of reasons because like, you feel like you're a part of this company and you're helping this company become successful. Agencies are amazing too. I'm not, I'm not in any way knocking that. Uh, but there's just something special about being inside. And, and really like digging into every aspect. And it's not so much like just the marketing, but you start to dig in into the innovation and you um, start to dig into retail. Like at Orange Theory, I spoke to a number of people, including you know folks that ran the e-commerce and like really understanding you know, the ins and outs of that. So I, I, I always tell people that, you know, when I was client side, I feel like I got a PhD in marketing because I, you know, just learned so much and it was amazing. So either or agency or client side. Yeah. Great. Great to be open and full-time or freelance or 
no total preference um because i have a family you know wife and two kids like full-time is preferable just for health insurance reasons but you know until i find that right place or a place you know the right place is if a if a place is unsure of me and you know it's, i think freelance is always a good option because it kind of lets you try each other out to make sure that i'm right and to make sure that the place is right because that's that's the most important thing before you you know it's sort of like you just don't jump right into marriage like you gotta you kind of kind of date each other for a little bit exactly. and make sure that make sure that it's the right fit because that's important that's so important yeah I, I totally agree and i've been hearing that a lot of you know want full time and maybe start off as freelance with the you know opportunity to turn into something a little bigger yeah do you want to you know stay in the workout space do you really enjoy that or you're you know willing to bounce to something different i mean honestly like Working at Orange Theory, I really found my true love of working in the fitness space. Like, I just, I love it. Like, I've been working out for the better part of my life. I played lacrosse in college and have been like an avid skier my whole life and an outdoorsman, outdoorsy person. So I, I really love the fitness space. And I also love, you know, anything having to do with, you know, the fitness industry or the outdoors you know, the outdoors industry, like uh, North Face or anything like that. Like, I really, I have a big time passion for it. And that's important when you're trying to sell something like being passionate. But with that said, I'll, you know, like I can become passionate about anything because I like to learn about what I'm selling. Not just like look at, look at it as an assignment, but as an opportunity to learn about something new and something yeah. you didn't know about. Which yeah, is, it's a really good attitude. And I think actually it is a really interesting time for the workout space coming out of COVID. Just the balance of what's at home, what's digital, what's going to be in studio. I think that's all going to change. And it'll be really interesting to see where it comes out and how these brands, you know, kind of promote what they're doing. Yeah. And honestly, like Orange Theory had no at-home presence. Everything was 100% studio. And, and like, finding that ability to take a brand and make it available for, you know, at home really, you know, I was like, wow, I didn't know I had that in me, but apparently I do. <laughs> it's, it's important to pivot quickly. I mean, you've seen like Peloton is, you know, skyrocketing right now and oh yeah, just 100%. right place, right time and took advantage of it. As I mean, as they should, because they have a great product and, you know, it's one thing about orange series, you one thing you have to think about replicating is uh, they have a really uh, they have a really amazing community, and a lot of members like the community when they go in the studio. So trying to replicate that community online is, in my opinion, one of the biggest hurdles that they have to overcome. Yeah, fostering that community. Yeah, really tough. What would you say are some of your best qualities? I would say that you know my ability to really like lean into insights and 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 create relatable work that's um that's that's smart and and smart smart i'm not trying to like make it seem like i'm like the most brilliant person in the world but i really like to listen to people and listen to clients and really understand what they're after versus offering up the kind of work that I want to do. I think it's important to really listen to them and hear what they want and try and try and work that into the type of work that I'm creating. 
I, you know, I've worked with this amazing director named Wayne McClammy and Wayne McClammy, every time, like we had like a really like dumb ass for him, he wouldn't just like not listen to us. He would come and talk to us and be like, so let me understand where this is coming from and why this is happening. And then we can adjust accordingly. And I was like, wow, like, you're not going to argue with us about, no, this is a bad idea. You're really going to take this into consideration. And I loved it because it made us feel like what we were doing is important versus like, oh, we're just the dumb, you know, ad people create that wrote a commercial and you're the powerful director. So I really try and like look at my clients and really understand what it is they're trying to say and create accordingly. So I think that that's probably my biggest strength. Has being client side helped you with that? Yes, because... I know that if someone needs something, then it came from somewhere important. <laughs> and I don't want my clients to ever feel like I'm not listening to them. And also it's important that an agency understands, um, you know, everything about the client and their business. Like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I was in an Orange Theory meeting and we were listening to someone talk about the product and it was just sort of like, oh my gosh, like you've never stepped foot inside of an Orange Theory. You don't know what this is about. And it was just so obvious. So I never want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think really important. And I think it's, there's something really true and interesting about getting the experienced client side, because once you do that and you go back to the agency side, you almost have this little inside scoop of, of how they do things and while some of the comments may feel irrational or, you know, frustrating. Like you mentioned, they're coming from somewhere. The clients don't want to be annoying. They have, you know, someone telling them or they have a point of view that, you know, we have to solve. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It's, it's all about, you know, like, a, you know, a partnership with clients. It should never, it's the days of the days of like fighting with clients and, and, and you know, calling them out for being, you know, for making uh you know, weird comments like those are those are gone like it's 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 the days of partnership and really like fostering that relationship yeah definitely especially now when everything you know such thin ice gotta you know make sure the relationships are strong and i mean hopefully the agencies are you know leading clients through this kind of tumultuous time will you know, be able to work with them for a while because this has been a tricky few months for sure yeah yeah it's uh it's it's crazy to see where this is going to go but um you know what i i I want to remain optimistic. I kind of have to at this point, because if I go down the rabbit hole of like negativity, then it's just going to, it's just not going to be good. <laughs> uh, it's good to stay positive and we'll come out on top. hundred percent. You mentioned the guided run, but do you have a, a favorite project that you've worked on? If it's that, maybe just, you know, tell us a little bit more about it. Maybe it's something else. Um, I would say that it's 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 the guided run, but then also um, something that I worked on at Fitzco. It, uh, a couple of things I worked on at Fitzco, but one it was a it was a it was a lounge that. So Coke has these and partnerships. It's like Coke and Delta, Coke and AMC, and so they so the project we worked on was Coke and Delta, and we wanted to create something that really was like a nice marriage between the two brands and it was in a space that uh that you know meant something and so we created a lounge in an airport and um it was exclusive to people who were flying in the middle seat because um 
you know, if you look at lounges in airports, they're always reserved for like priority and 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 like a sky elite. And it's like, no, man, like I'm sitting in the middle seat. Like there's nothing worse than that. So we wanted to create an airport lounge that was reserved for people flying in the middle. And we called it the middle seat lounge. And it was like this space where you could go have, you know, some ice cold Coke. Uh, we had some services, like there was like uh, a chair massage, uh, at one point we wanted to, we wanted to fan people and feed them grapes, but I think that that idea got, you know, squashed along the way, but it was, it just, it was really meant to make people flying in the middle seat, you know, feel good because that's an awful place to sit. Yeah. I love that insight of why we're pampering the people who are going to have a nice flight. <laughs> yeah. The people who are about to be in a miserable situation. I know. Just make them feel good about it. What will agencies be getting if they did, you know, reach out and hire you or clients reach out and hire you? You touched on it already. What will they get? Yeah. What would they be getting? You know, um, I think, I think it's, I think, you know, like they'll get um, authentic passion and like in, in a good person who really loves to be a mentor to younger folks and also really uh, create uh, an atmosphere of collaboration and also of, 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 you know, fostering like the best creative product, but also doing so in a way where it serves clients in a way that they need to be served. Honestly, like that's what I feel like I did wrong in my career. All of the years prior was I always were like, no, man, we have to, we have to sell this amazing creative campaign and like and the client was just like but that really doesn't do anything for us but yeah but it's fantastic um so really like leaning into what clients want and then creating the best creative product from that or if i'm in-house listening to all the various business heads and ceos and like really being the glue that listens to everyone and creates accordingly like it sounds hard but i learned how to do that at orange theory 100 percent yeah, really important, especially now to be able to do all those things and hear people out. It's, like you said, it doesn't sound like much, but it is is important and really valuable. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you do outside of work? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'd say probably 99.9% .9 of my time is uh, spent with, you know, entertaining kids. Uh, but I am a diehard skier. So whenever I get a chance to go skiing, I love to do that. Uh, I also love the outdoors. Like, I, I mean, like I'm not, I'm down for a good hike any time of the day. And, um, this summer with my son, like I took up longboarding on a, on a, on a skateboard. And so I started taking him to a skate park and, you know, <laughs> you don't really bounce back as well as you used to, <laughs> but I would still just go nuts and and it really scratched that itch of like i'm kind of an adrenaline junkie a little bit where you know i would ski with my ski app and i'd post on facebook and my wife would be like why are you going 65 miles an hour i'm like i'm totally in control and she's like that's not the point you're a father of two and i'm like yeah, you have a good point so it's um so i just i love the outdoors and i love any kind of sports like i'm a huge i'm a huge sports guy and a huge like being active guy I, I go crazy if I have to sit inside for past, you know, 930 on a weekend. Awesome. 
I think that's really it for me. Maybe the last question is if you do have a dream agency client brand, I want to give a little shout out to. I am dying to work for the North Face or Yeti. Like like any any kind of brand like that. Or, you know, of course, like I want to say widen because I have good friends that work there and you know, like they love it and they also do amazing work and it's really smart work. But honestly, you know, I'm, I honestly like that, like that's probably my top, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not picky and it's not because I'm desperate. It's just because like, I love challenges. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for hopping on and doing something like this. Yeah, man. Like you guys are, you guys are doing a fantastic service. So I appreciate you and I don't speak for everyone, but I know that there are a lot of people that appreciate you, what you all are doing. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, my website, it's www.bowenmendelsoncopywriter.com uh, uh, or uh, and all my contact info is on there. Awesome. Easy enough. Well, good luck and, and thanks a lot, man. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. And that's a wrap for the 71st episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com and check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. And all of these episodes are now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you.